You are listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woo-hoo. We are... Yeah. <laughs> it is It is December today. Something late. December, December late. 17th oh. that we're recording this, yeah. but it will be posted probably on like December 22nd, something like that, close to Christmas. And then we're going to go on Christmas break. Hiatus. Hiatus. Yeah. So it will probably won't we'll be around for too, about a week. by the way. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, and we're gonna be skiing, except Chase. And we're gonna be snowshoeing. I, and I don't know if Chase can stay away. I mean, let's yeah, be honest. Uh, yeah, that's uh, probably true. Um, we're gonna be. I might have to tell him, like toboggan style. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brian, will you take me up? Yep, happy to. <laughs> I'm slow, but at least you're out there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'll snowshoe you around the backcountry. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's dedicated. That's uh, a true friend, right? You know there. what? Well, you know we'll, what? Let's I, get you out there. I think we just use some padding and some duct tape, and we stabilize that arm, and then duct tape a ski pole onto the onto your shoulder or arm or whatever. Like outside the jacket. Yeah, and like you just <laughs> and you just go for it. Yeah. Okay, sounds you good. You can't plant with it. It's just for looks. Just for yeah. looks. Just to flop around in the wind. Mm. But uh, anyway, so. The reason why I was leading up to the Christmas thing is we're we're going on on vacation for about a week or so, and so if you don't hear from us, don't worry, we'll be back uh, around the new year or maybe just before the new year. Uh, but since we're getting close to the new year, we wanted to talk about some of our favorite adventures, um, favorite memories in the outdoors from 2019 because it has been an epic year, um, and I'm going to start. So probably, if I'm thinking about memorable, epic experiences, I've had a few this year, and uh, I did a backpacking trip with my wife in the Wind Rivers, just the two of us. We had epic mosquitoes. Ooh. Mm, wrong Man. version. Wrong yeah. time to use epic. Wrong, yeah. wrong epic. But epic mosquitoes, like like mosquitoes of biblical proportion. <laughs> um, so, so that was an epic trip. But possibly one of the most beautiful trips ever uh, I did another backpacking trip with my wife and my father-in-law in October in the Wind Rivers and that was epically beautiful as well um, with a new phone I might add which you took oh yeah epically beautiful photos and videos with yeah that was good you can check out Instagram probably I don't know did any of those get know. posted on there they did I, a they did like a story once with them that was awesome but oh, yeah. Did they? yeah I don't know anyway and then um 
Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Don tons of trail runs, tons of mountain biking, uh, epic fail, biked all the way from my house into work on the trail and just like was completely destroyed. Did that a lot though. I did that quite a bit. Uh, road biked in, but yeah. th I mountain biked in as well and mm. just about uh, I remember that just one. about died because I was just not ready for it. it was it was a longer trail ride than I was expecting. Mm. So it was big and I wasn't wasn't planning on it. Um, but probably the most epic experience of twenty well, I don't know if I'd say the most epic, but the one that I wanna highlight right now most is most memorable. Most memorable. It's probably the death ride Ooh. that I did in California. <laughs> yeah. So the death ride is, uh, so I don't, I don't know. I think it's called the Tour of the California Alps, and the death ride is the nickname, or something like that. Uh, but it's 135 miles in the Sierras, five mountain passes, one right after the other, 15,000 feet of climbing, and it's beautiful. So I did it a couple two years ago. Uh, not last year, but the year before that, and it just about destroyed me. Um, it was 105 degrees is a high that day. Um, Heat destroys everything. I was, I was not in great shape for it, and so um, by the end, by the last hill, it was just like everything I could do to keep moving, and it was just brutal, and I wanted to die. I think I almost died. There were other people around me who were like falling did off their see, bikes, like, puking off the side of the. Like, did you start reviewing your life? <laughs> I did it. Yeah. I did that. Yeah, um, it was it was brutal, and so I wanted revenge or redemption or whatever. Revenge isn't the right word. I wanted redemption. Revention. Revention. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. I wanted to go back and turn that. Um, that nightmare inducing experience <laughs> into something a, a good memory and so i trained harder um did a lot of a lot of training up on uh, north ogden divide chase is sighing it's been a long day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well uh, he's op hopped up on opioids so mm -hmm. <laughs> um and anyway so my wife and i my father-in-law went to travel to california and we did the death ride and the weather was nice and it was an amazing experience beautiful ride and it went well like i didn't die in fact i felt great the whole time pretty much i was tired but felt pretty good and the last hill that just about destroyed me and uh, and crushed my will to live uh ended up not being that bad rode right up it and felt good and it was a fun experience really fun um, to have a good goal to train for and to work for Lost about 20 pounds in the process of trying to get in shape for that ride. That's um, impressive. Which helped me, uh, help me kind of get, I don't know, get back into, into somewhat competitive. Yeah, yeah. kind of have a more of a competitive attitude. Instead of just participating, I was like kind of thriving again to a small extent. Were you competing a little? Um, I didn't compete in any actual races. Yeah. I mean, I did the death ride. But, but I guess I felt like for the first time in a while... I could go out and run fast and feel good, and it wasn't like. But that that feels it, good. It felt it felt good, and so that for me was a, kind of a big thing. I I had a goal, I went for it, I got in shape, felt good, um, and I mean for the first time in probably six or seven years, I felt like I was, um, I was thriving in the, 
in the outdoors again doing all the activities that I did instead of just participating and so I've got the itch to do that again I, I had a an infection a, a couple of week a couple of months ago I had to get on some antibiotics for the first round didn't do anything so they put me on some really nasty antibiotics and they told me I wasn't allowed to exercise while cool. I was on those. So for, for might as well break your arm. For eight <laughs> weeks, I didn't do anything. <laughs> except, uh, and I ended up gaining about ten pounds during that time because I didn't change my eating habits and I wasn't exercising. And so, um, I'm on track for that one. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so I don't have an excuse. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just like. I'm trying to use that experience, that memory of training for the death ride, getting in shape, losing weight, feeling good as motivation now that I'm back to exercising again to like jump back in and, and work hard. Excuse me, work hard and uh, get emotional. Yeah. <laughs> work hard. <laughs> and, uh, um, I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> so work hard and get back into shape. For All right. This so you have a big goal so for 2020. You have a so, race goal, or so what do you got? A few things. Um, I'm hoping. I just want one. I'm hoping that. Um, so I've got some friends. We were talking about maybe going up to Alaska on a climbing trip. Oh, to yeah, climb that's right. That's, nice. to, oh, that's a big deal. And so a I'm hoping team. that I can make that work financially, that I can swing that one. And so I'm going to try to get in shape and train for that. I haven't climbed a ton in the last few years, and so I've got a lot of uh, climbing conditioning to get in shape for, ice climbing conditioning and stuff. So probably start pull-up regiment every night again and um, start trying to get out ice climbing more. Uh, also, wanna, I want to really... So I gained 10 pounds back. Do you need that? Like, I'm pretty sure I, I have to have a big agenda or I'll, I don't even work out. Like, I don't yeah, like to I, just train to train. Like, these people who are, like, make it a part of their lifestyle just because they like to do it. Like, that drives me nuts. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, but if there's an agenda, if there's a race, there is a right. an event of some kind in the future that's, like, that's the end date that you have to be prepared for. To me, that makes it so much easier to do the workouts. Yeah. It's easier for me too, although once I got back in shape after doing the race, like, but I was in shape and I was feeling like exercising felt really good. It was kind of addicting, and I just kind of kept pushing oh, yeah. forward and kept biking a lot, kept mountain bike, started mountain biking a lot more, um, kept trail running, those types of things. Um, now that I'm out of shape again a bit, gained some weight back, things aren't so easy. It's harder for me to just go exercise for the fun of it because it's more work than fun i really need to like lose some weight get be consistent for a month or two before it really gets fun again where i feel like i just look forward to getting out um, well I, I just enjoy the the exercise of it i guess so anyway so death ride was epic for me for multiple reasons and then um, I'm hoping to do the moose's tooth. We'll just see what happens there. But I'm motivated to to train hard and get back in shape and to be. Uh, I like it. Get after it. That would be fun. I hope you can do the moose's tooth. Yeah, I, that would be. It would be. It's been on my list for a long time. Um, the big one that I really want to do is Cassine Ridge on Denali, but that'll probably be once my kids are older. Let me know when so. you're ready. I'll take you up there. We'll <laughs> <laughs> Knock it out. Show you the ropes. Yeah, show you yeah. the ropes. Chase, what you got? What was your favorite, oh, best memory? This is, again, kind of like uh, Greg. It's a hard 
hard one to pick. Because you guys um, get out so much. <laughs> I it's kind of a toss awesome. up between a couple. I mean, I had that really fun trip with Matt, um, bagging some mm. of the the classics in the Wasatch. Um, uh, it was just fun to live out of the back of my truck for a little bit. And it felt like one of those. Yeah, it felt like one of those movies I watch at Banff where these guys do like this crazy thing. They're like, let's go ski every peak. And do one a day for like a month, and then end up at the ocean or something. Like it was, it was, it was crazy. It was close to, I mean, we ended up at the Great Salt Lake. Same so thing. Basically, the yeah. same thing. Um, that was great. I think as far as most memorable experience, probably be my fifty uh, miler. Is that recency bias? It probably. Um, yeah, it's one of those two. Either the yeah. trip with Matt or the the fifty miler. Um, the 50 mile was just one that kind of whipped it out of nowhere and it was the most hellish thing I've done. And I think that's why it's probably going to stick out so much. And I also, it kind of sparked this flame in me to, to, to do something I've never done before. And I feel like it's going to, it's not gonna be the first time I've done it or I will have done one. Um, whereas skiing, I've already done, I've skied for years and this is just a ski trip where this is my first ultra and the first ultra of hopefully many. So I yeah. think that's one reason it sticks out to me so much. And and it wasn't easy. Like, it was a no, challenge. Was, yeah, I was very underprepared, undertrained. Another reason it sticks out so much is because it was, it was tough. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the thing that sticks out the most to me. It, it, it Kind of like Greg, it was really nice to get into shape. And any morning I can get up and go run somewhere and not have this limitation of how far could I go. Um, you, do, cool. you do have limits, right? But you could go have fun. Yeah. Um, and when I go on hikes with friends or you now when I go touring with friends, I'm not like, I'm not struggling to be able to keep up. So it's nice to be in shape. I mean, you were, those things. if we're being honest, like you were way out of shape, like <laughs> super out of shape before That's you started. Right. I mean, you were at least, <coughs> at least a few oh, pounds, like five pounds over, <laughs> over, uh, weight. Probably like Probably. nine pounds. I don't know whatever overweight means. Yeah. I've seen him with this shirt off. There's not a, not a, li- not a lot there. Not yeah. much extra in a good way. Jiggliness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I say I, that jokingly because you're like, yeah, I finally got in shape and stuff. And it's like, when I was in shape and you weren't in shape, we went and hiked Willard Peak and we raced up to the ridge and you toasted me. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. So, like, you not being in shape, to put it in context. <laughs> Or you being in shape, to put in context, is like ridiculously so good. Well, I'm back out of shape, I think now, because I haven't ran since my ultra. <laughs> but it is nice to be in like and have good endurance and good cardio. Well, you got a bummer of a injury now. Yeah, and you had big plan, and you almost had m- more bigger plans. Yeah, more bigger plans. You mentioned you asked Greg what are his <coughs> big plans for 2020, and my big plans for 2020 were. A 50 miler and a 100 miler um that could Which change i'm just i was still trying to decide mm. um the bear i was hoping do to bear. do the bear i think it'd be really sweet um or the scout mountain scout mountain's a little oh, yeah. early in the year though and with i uh, with me doing so much skiing i don't want to sacrifice skiing to run i, I love both of them but i don't want to like and so i want to do an ultra that's, that's a little bit later excuse, in the season yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it might, I might travel to another state and do one. I don't know. Um, I was cruising ultra sign up actually like three days ago, trying to figure out a schedule for this next summer of when I could train. Didn't pull the trigger. Didn't pull the trigger. I was close. Yeah. I, I almost signed up for the antelope 50. <clears throat> Glad I didn't at this point. Cause I think my, is that the one in March? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of unknowns now. Um, so, so hopefully I still have, hopefully I still have, can run some ultras, but I don't know. I don't know. You trained for your last one or not trained in a fairly short, <laughs> fairly amount, of short time. amount of time. So yep. if you're, when can you start training again? Like worst case scenario, March? worst case scenario. Um, well, if I had to get surgery like soon, then I'm, I'm at least 12, 12 to 15 weeks out from training. Um, if I wait till the spring, my whole summer is going to be shot. So I realistically, uh, an ultra, maybe next fall, but um, you didn't run last spring, right? No, I didn't. But that's the thing is I want to, I want to be trained better. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go and run an ultra with the no lack repeats. of training. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm still, I know it'll be a good summer. I'll be able to have some fun somehow. Um, maybe it's gonna be road trips and just more sightseeing i don't know maybe i won't be pushing myself well that let's just segue that one because that's my favorite (laughs) memory was and it was funny that it is because i don't i'm getting older i think um that was so much fun to go up to i've been up to yellowstone a lot but to go meet a through hiker and be able to and there was two of them there but brian and his his buddy to kind of show them the park and act as a, I, it felt like I was like with a rock star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like we were with somebody famous. It was so weird. Nobody knows him. Right. That's the weird thing is nobody knew who he was, but we have such respect for what, what they do. It's like, I'm with like the coolest guy in the land. This guy walked here from freaking Canada. <laughs> right. He's going to walk down to Mexico. So, um, let's, and it was friends and I, and I love the park and I love being able to show people what I love. And cause to me, that's the funnest thing ever. It's like sharing, sharing that with somebody else. And I was able to share it with Chase and Greg Bean and, and Bryden and, and what's the other kid's, uh, trail name? Cargo. Cargo. Yeah. yeah. Cargo. I don't know his real name. Uh, <clears throat> Cargo. And then that was, it was very. It was like a one one day, or what do we do? Cruise up there, do a day in the park, or something. Day and a half in the park, and then come home. But when I think <laughs> think back on the year, I'm like, that was still pretty much the funnest thing I did all year. Yeah. For me. Yeah, that was that was a fun weekend. It really was. For sure. And I, I don't know. I don't know why it was so fun. We stayed in a cabin and wasn't wasn't really super outdoors. I mean, it's a national park at Yellowstone. It's an iconic place. But I think it was the the people and the circumstances so and you know what was impressive too was watching him on the logistics side of things when he would go in and check in with the park service and figure out where he's staying and do it all i'm like this is no joke (laughs) so much work this isn't just hiking yeah you know there's all of that and then there's all of the mental like all right what do i got when can I do my pickups and yeah. when can I buy food and how do I get a permit to sleep and blah, blah, blah. It's crazy. All that stuff. Like that's a lot of work, but yeah. that was fun. Yeah, totally. Yep. Definitely. So for the new year, another thing that I'm going to be doing, that's pretty epic for me being a sappy dad, taking my kids to Yellowstone for the first time. You haven't been. No, so I've been before, but it's been a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been. But the kids haven't been. Kids haven't been. How old are they? Six and three. Yeah, three's a little young. Yeah. But. I mean. Not so too young. Though, though, I swear, Isla's first word was buffalo. Really? Yeah, in the back of the back seat. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, 
I'm trying to think. The last time I was in Yellowstone, I was probably 12. I was probably oh. over 20 something years ago. Yeah. So, um, my my grandpa lived in Ashton, which isn't too far from the park. And um, so we'd go up there all the time. And when when we were younger, me and my cousins, we'd always go to the park and and drive through Yellowstone uh, one day, at least once a year, for a while. But that was back before wolves were you'd ever see wolves <laughs> or wor- wolves were invented <laughs> right it, it was and yeah. uh you never saw bears in the park and stuff so you'd see you'd see bison you'd see elk but that was about it uh how close was that to the fires 80 uh, this was in the 90s. 90s yeah so um so you, you did see some like burned trees and stuff but things were growing back um but this was yeah back before you really saw bears and wolves a whole lot now um now you see them, but I haven't been back in a long time, and I'm really, really Springtime. excited to go. Springtime for pretty much everything but the wolves. The wolves are tough to see at any time. Yeah. Maybe better in the fall, but but springtime, all the animals. Yeah. They're all active. Like and soon after they open. Babies. And and now here's the uh, pro tip. Um, <clears throat> check the roadmaps for those visiting in 2020 and I think 2021. There's a critical road closure for a year or two. It's the road between Canyon and Dunraven Pass. Um, I don't think you can get through Dunraven Pass for a year or two, which sucks because it's my one of my favorite drives. Uh, hmm. Pretty sure that road is closed. They are they're repairing it. So, um, or you can get yeah, it's you can probably drive a certain ways up it and then you have to turn around and come back, but you can't get through up to. Um, See, there's Lamar and there's Hayden. So, Lamar, is Lamar the one on the to- on the north side, Lamar Valley on the one on the, the north side, um, that top valley where there's like a trillion bison, and that's where most of the the wolves, wolves hang out. So, what you got to do is, um, depending on where you're at in the park or whatnot, you got to go to the west side, go up from Norris to uh, Mammoth, which that's a, that's a fun drive. They just they spent like it felt like ten years doing that road, but that road's finally done. And then you go from Mammoth down and across over to uh, Lamar. I want to say, yeah, which is which is a great place. And then the bottom part of the park is fully road operational. But pro tip: check the road map before you book your stay, so that you know, like, if you there's a certain place you want to visit that you don't, you know, you camp or stay in the appropriate place for travel. Yeah. yeah. So then, even though this isn't meant to be like a Yellowstone trip planning episode necessarily. But it should be. <laughs> um, for a young family who was going up, mostly going to be driving through, doing short hikes, seeing the cool seeing the cool sights and stuff, do you stay in the park? Or do you stay outside the park? Well, we... So, there's... I love both. Um, if you have... I love both. I love being able to wake up in the park. You're in the park and uh, have a van... Um, and I like getting up early and you're, you don't have to mess with anything. You just like, especially if you got kids or something like stay in their PJs. Cause I can, I can wake up and I can start driving to the destination. Like go look for animals yeah. and we can see an animal and they can be excited. Cause we just saw an animal like the sun's barely coming up or, or not coming up. And then we can go to a picnic area or a pullout and they can get dressed and then we go to the next spot. You know what I mean? So it's really nice when you're camped in the park. Uh, we're lucky enough to have a family um, condo in West. And so now that we have that, that's just like, it's so, con- especially because our 
youngest is five but so five and nine but younger kids it's just it's harder to camp with them even it, rvs are great but um with a condo you're like this is better than home like, yeah we got like there's swimming pool i mean we have the whole thing here so right. uh the disadvantage of that is you are your drive even that west gate um to madison can sometimes be really slow uh you've got to get in early and that's you want to especially if you're trying to get all the way up to that uh, northeast corner because to see the like that's a long that's a two-hour drive to get can be to get all the way across and up there so which we would do every day for a week because that's what we do but yeah nice yeah. Well, that's great i'm gonna west is convenient because you've got the stores if you like that if you have someone in your family uh you or your wife like to do the shopping or you like to see the sites you like to be a, a sort of a tourist into things um it's actually really fun little town i love that town uh but there's a drive in that's there, there's always bison and there's mostly always elk on that drive-in so if you haven't seen that you also see a lot of fly fishermen there on the drive-in and then when you make the turn either south to old faithful or north to to norris um it's, it's beautiful either way it just takes a while to get places but if you can camp in the park no matter where you're at, like now i'm in the park yeah that's a shorter drive to wherever you want to go nice cool well when it comes time, when we when we get closer to that time, we'll have to do another episode and we'll talk in more detail because I need your help to plan out my trip. I would love to. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm I'm probably this is how excited we are. My wife just like the other day, she's like, you know what? It's time. We need to take the kids to Yellowstone. Sweet. Like, yes, Good absolutely. Yeah. So we've been watching like Yellowstone documentaries on Disney Plus app oh and yeah, some of those types awesome. of things. Like yeah. we're we're geeking out already because we're yeah. so excited, and our kids, I don't think they understand what they're getting into, but they're excited. They love watching that stuff too, and so I there's think we've tried multiple tactics, and this is again we're, we weren't supposed to talk about this, but we've tried mul multiple tactics where it's like we want to tomorrow it's Yellowstone Old Faithful Day. We're gonna go all the way down to Old Faithful. Well, one tactic that might. Um, seem basic but i think seems to work is to not have an agenda necessarily other than you wake up and you go you do go do use every pull out see every hot pot see like as soon as you start driving down the road and you see a pull out pull out and see what it is it's just picnic place okay go to the next one and you just and you might not get very far but it's a cool way to see everything in that whole section do the little short hike come back and then you're like dude we just crushed everything from madison to old faithful and it was awesome so that can be a full day and you can do the entire park in a day or you can do a small section of the park in a day and see more of it so there's different there's different strategies totally awesome well that was uh, a slightly different take on the epic 2019 adventures than i was thinking but i think it's fun and i'm I'm so excited to already start planning an epic 2020 like so uh, hopefully you guys are too I'm already planning the the gear that I'm gonna need for hopefully an Alaska trip a Yellowstone trip hopefully another trip to the Wind Rivers with the family backpacking uh, maybe some other climbing and biking and skiing and whatever trips so should be a good year Chase yeah. I uh, it'll I be hope a good for one. you. I'm going to be praying for you that your recovery is fast and stuff, so you can get back at it. I I do 
it, it does suck that your arm's all busted up, but <laughs> it'll uh, you'll heal quickly, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm not super worried. I'll be back out there eventually, so we'll see. Cool. Alrighty. Well, thanks for joining us today for the podcast. And in 2019. What's see that? We'll see you in 2020. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. We'll see you in 2020. Unless the next episode is like, eh, there we'll might see. be one or two before the end of the year, but yeah. if not, see you in 2020. Um, thanks for joining us for the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or any other episodes, please click subscribe and also share it with your friends. And you can do both. You don't have to do either or. Right. Else. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, check out our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y.com for great deals on great gear. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and like us on Facebook. And uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. We, uh, you know, we haven't been doing this podcast for a super long time. We started back in the summer, back in June or July or something like that. And um, I've really enjoyed it. But our listenership has grown quite a bit during that time. Um, we we don't have the most popular podcast out there, but we do get quite a few. Yeah, we're close. We're close to we're close. Close. Yeah, close. We're getting there. But we do um, we do have quite a few more regular listeners, and so it's really fun. To know that um, our kind of disjointed ramblings are uh, are worth listening to, so we do appreciate you guys listening, and um, and hopefully uh, as the new year happens, we'll we'll continue to grow and we'll get better at at this podcast stuff. Brandon's a pro already; he's been doing it for years, but the rest of us we've, we're learning. So anyway, we appreciate your support in this and. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Woo!